Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on Thursday afternoon. The Packers back on the practice field yet again with a few more guys participating today than there were yesterday. Both David Bakhtiari and Elton Jenkins were limited participants. A whole lot of other dudes uh, stepping back onto the football field, including Shamar Jean Charles. Good to see he's back and participating in practice. Uh, Big Dog got his vet rest day. And there's a whole smorgasbord of others on that injury report. Uh, Rajon Gary officially put on IR. Interesting, Romeo Dobbs has not yet been moved to IR yet. So uh, we'll see how that transpires. They may be waiting for test results or something along those lines yet. But um, walking wounded, getting a bit healthier. A few more participants, including Aaron Rodgers, as the Packers prepare to take on Mike McCarthy's Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. And speaking of Sunday... If you're going to the game, going to be in town Sunday afternoon, three hours prior to kickoff, make sure you stop by the Plaza Pit Stop at the Rest Center, right across the street from Lambeau Field. Corey will be there. Carry the G beer will be available. Toast the return of Mike McCarthy with Corey Benke, the Cheesehead TV Plaza Pit Stop. It's going to be a lot of fun. Be there three hours before kick. Corey will be there. If you're a Carry the G member or a Patreon member, just show that to Corey on your phone, and he'll buy you a can of Carry the G. It's going to be a lot of fun. Wish I could be there, but uh, I'll be here in New York watching uh, watch party from the studio as per usual. Hello to everybody in the comments. So good to see everybody. TKM, so good to see you at your post. How you doing, buddy? Uh, Vex starts us off with a super chat. Is this the last year for Showtime as a Packer? Why people got to keep talking about this, man? I mean, there's a chance. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, there's no no doubt about it. Um, Aaron Jones' cap hit next year is pretty untenable as it sits right now. So, yes, uh, there's a chance. But I just want to think about beating the Cowboys, guys. Come on now. Come on now. Mm. Savage going to be looked at in the slot with Abram being signed? Not necessarily. I think it's something they could potentially roll out as a package or maybe a wrinkle, but it's not going to be, I would not think anyway. I know Matt said, you know, there's a chance that he plays on Sunday, meaning Abram, but it's not going to be some sweeping change. Um, Maybe Savage gets a look or two in certain situations and or packages, but I don't think it's going to be a very uh, pronounced difference. I think they'll probably run with Nixon in the slot for most of their packages. And maybe they mix in Abram and allow Savage to drop down a little bit at times, but I don't think it's going to be a, a monster shift. Uh, what else we got? I got, I got that one. Soder. Good to see you, buddy. How are you? They're going to be the hard knocks team. This sucks. Now, isn't it? Don't you have to miss the playoffs two years in a row? I'm trying to remember. They've changed the rules a few times, but and I know the league can compel you, but I think that has that happens only after you've missed the playoffs two years in a row. I think I can't recall for sure. Someone maybe can remind me in the comments. But that said, it'd be crazy, right, to go from NFC Championship games, number one seeds, and then two years later on hard knocks. That'd be crazy. Mm. Don't know about beating Dallas if we can't beat them Lions. Jim, come on now. Any given Sunday. Any given Sunday. You know what the Lions were saying heading into that game? We can't beat the Packers. No one's going to be. Well, we're the terrible team. Well, we got his awful defense. No one's going to be. We can't beat the Packers. And then they beat the Packers. Man, the Packers can do the same thing to the Cowboys. Let's go. 
Do I think it's likely? That's another story. But can it happen? You damn right it can. Let's go. Come on now. Thoughts on Jair the semi season coming off an injury? Amaria, I think he's played pretty damn well. Um, I know he hasn't been as lights out and maybe like completely blanked guys the way some fans were hoping and or expecting coming into the season, but I think he's played physical. I think he's played sticky coverage. He's had a bonehead penalty in Detroit, no doubt about it. He also had a big, what should have been a game-turning interception. Um, He's played extremely well against the run. Yes, he's been burned for a touchdown and a big uh, gain here or there, but every corner in the league uh, has that happen to them, every single one. So, yeah, no, I'm I'm very, very high on the energy that Jair has brought this season and his overall ability. Has it been absolutely clean? No, but – He's still a very, very, very talented player. And as you indicate in your question, I mean, he is still just a little over a year removed from a pretty significant shoulder injury. So the fact that he is playing as physical as he is, clearly not shying away from contact. He's not afraid to stick his nose in there, um, either against, you know, stuff where people are running at him or, um, you know, guys across the middle. He's not afraid to, to get down and dirty. And you love to see it. You know, because I know some people probably were wondering uh, if he would kind of shy away from contact, what have you, uh, given the shoulder issue he had last season. But that has not been the case at all. Uh, (laughs) How about we take a page from the Jets, Jeff? Now, there's something that hasn't been said around Green Bay in quite some time. And on fourth and one, Rodgers in gun, motion someone under center for a sneak. I'm all for it. I'd uh, highly prefer that over the throwback to the offensive tackle but that's just me if there was ever a game you must avoid third and long on offense this is that week brett you ain't kidding as i talked about on transplants last night michael parsons is coming to green bay to wreck shop you got to have a plan for him on every down let alone on third and long and and or obvious passing situations yeah this is the one we want to stay ahead of the sticks dare i say it this is a game where you want to run the football but you know we know they're not going to do that so what are you going to do? Scott Doc is here on Twitch to school all you fools. Let's go. Perfect time to turn it around against the Cowboys. See, Scott Doc knows what's up. Let's go, people. Look, don't get it twisted. I know it's it's a long shot that they're going to win this game. No question about it. You know, Vegas, it, well, I think they're at like five and a half, something like that, four or five and a half. I mean, yeah, it's it, it, this is going to be a tough game. There's no doubt about it. But it can absolutely be done. It's not like there's no path to victory here for Green Bay. Well, let's not get it twisted. Second half of the season. Come on now. Let's go. Um, most underutilized player besides Jones? That's a good question. I'd probably say Josiah DeGuara. I think he can really help you if you allow him to. And they have finally gotten him on the field a lot more these last couple games. But, you know, <laughs> I mean... Even, I mean, Aaron, hey, shout out to Aaron Rodgers, who at his locker yesterday admitted he, you know, missed Josiah on that pass over the middle, like didn't pull the trigger and he probably should have. So props to 12. Um, But yeah, I think they should be utilizing him more. There's no doubt that he offers some versatility. And if you get the run game going, I know I'm a broken record here, but if you get the run game going, you can get him on some of that boot stuff, high, low, get him on the over route. You know, I'm all for it. But I think he can help you because that way, when he's out there and you have been running the ball, teams are going to play you a little differently. They'll start going a little heavier, and then you can use his athleticism against some bigger backers and get him out in space. 
take advantage of his athleticism. I'm all for it, baby. Let's go. Kevin. Nah, Aaron Jones is nags. Kevin, 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 Kevin. I need you to pay attention to the question. The question was other than Aaron Jones. Thank you for joining us here in the year 2022. Thank you. Um, Give help against Parsons with an extra lineman or put the big dog tight end over there too. Well, Chip, that's easily said. Well, say you line up with big dog tight to the formation, right? And then they just flip him. Now what do you do? Got to have a plan at all times, man, for all contingencies. Each and every down. You know, the obvious thing here is, as whoever it was that posited it at first, is staying out of obvious passing situations. Stay ahead of the sticks. Run at him. Run at the pass rusher. That's what you want to do. Casey, what's up? Thanks for the Super Chat. Do you think the Cowboys will focus more on our run game or our pass game on defense? It's not like they need to focus on either. They won't commit to the run game, and they stink at passing the ball. So it's not like you need to, like, set a focus as a defensive coordinator. You're going to play your stuff. You're going to play into their tendencies. But I don't think they're going to, like, come out wanting to, you know, take away one or the other. I think situationally they may do some things. Uh, Matt mentioned how Detroit was daring them to throw in the red zone. They might follow that blueprint. But between the 20s, overall, I don't think there's anything that scares you that you think as a defensive coordinator, I have to take this away because the Packers don't have anything to lean on. They haven't all year. You know, as far as like a general philosophy, what do I think they'll do? I think they'll probably play coverage. I think they'll play too high. They'll be content with the Packers trying to run the football if they ever try. You know, and then getting after them on third down. That would be my guess. But we'll see how uh, Dan Quinn plays it. Um, P-Darb, what's up, man? Thanks for Super Chat. It was great to meet you in London, but I wonder if the stars would have aligned better for the Packers had we never met. I guess we'll never know. Don't ever get it twisted, man. It wasn't that you and I met. It's that they threw three fucking long-ass passes and went three and out after the eight-minute touchdown drive by the Giants. The entire season changed in that sequence. It had nothing to do with you and me, man. We made a connection. Matt and Aaron screwed the season up, not you and me, buddy. Let's go. Let's go. Oh, it's adorable. There's a Vikings fan in the chat, guys. Oh, I know it's lonely without any championship trophies to kind of admire and look at. Well, Packers are having a down year, no doubt about it. And you guys are, you guys are seven and one. Way to go! Can't wait till you get to the playoffs and screw it up. It's going to be great. Oh, remember Philadelphia when you almost got to a Super Bowl in your own stadium and then you totally shit the bed? That was awesome. But thanks for the engagement. I really appreciate it. Thanks, bud. Uh, what else we got, folks? What else we got? Uh, do you think several of Rogers' teammates have given up on him after all the public lashing of everybody doing wrong except himself? See, Eric, I keep hearing this. Like he said, he said in that post-game press conference, shitty throws, I played shitty. What more do you guys need him to say? Um, No, I, I think there's probably, and this is just guesswork, but... There's undoubtedly guys who are close to Jordan on that squad who probably wouldn't hate the idea of seeing what Jordan could do out there. But no, I don't think Aaron's lost anybody. This is big boy league, man. This is it's the NFL. Show business, not show friends. Let's go. 
drafting Tony Mandrich is to Tom Bratz as extending Aaron Rodgers is to Brian Gutekunst. God damn, that's a comment right there. Holy cow. I mean, we'll see. That feels like an overstatement, but we'll see. I haven't watched QB1 on McAfee this week. He didn't miss much. Do the Vikings have enough room for the division title banners at U.S. Bank? Yeah, they, they're going to put them right by the window for the birds to try and run into and die. That's what they're going to do. Uh, too old for this. Speaking of showbiz, I got callbacks in a bit. Man, I love acting. Good for you, man. Go break a leg. That's awesome. I can't wait for the Minnesota Vikings to beat the San Antonio Vikings in 10 years. Kurt Warner broke down the Packers all 22 against the Lions. Did you see it? And wow, that was bad. I did, Nathan. I did indeed. It's fascinating to me how I think someone last night or two, or maybe it was on daily yesterday, had said it vindicated or absolved Rodgers. And it was like, yeah, no, no. He definitely picked a bunch of plays where there's really suspect route running and really bad work by the wide receivers. And of course, that exists. There's no doubt about it. But Rodgers still three, threw three interceptions that had nothing to do with any of the plays Kurt showed. Zero of those plays. So, yes, there's like there is absolute breakdowns everywhere on the Packers offense. No question about it. The most egregious one is the bootleg where you see Sammy Watkins running an out to the opposite side. Like, how many more times does Sammy Watkins have to show that he is not on the same page with anybody else on this offense before they start running out anyone else at that spot? You know, it's like, my God, every time Rodgers goes to him or tries to look for him, or even when he's not in that case, he's just running the complete wrong route. And I said I'm transplants last night. He ain't it. It is time. Break glass only in case of emergency. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, <laughs> what is Pete going to write about when Aaron Rodgers is gone? Uh, I don't know. Does he write? I thought he just podcasted. I don't, I don't read. Uh, 
Let's see. Trayson. Yes, extend 12 and take his only great target away and expect the same results. Two of those three plays were wild. To put three picks on Rodgers is wild. Shit happens, and it happened a lot this year. To put three picks on Rodgers? Who else threw him? Oh, come on. Come on. You just equated shit that happened in April and May and then fast-forwarded and tried to absolve Rodgers of throwing three interceptions this past Sunday? Puff, puff, give, man. I need what you're smoking. Look, I understand that season is completely shit-tastic at this point. Nothing has happened any way, shape, or form that we wanted it to. Definitely not the way the Packers wanted it to. But, man, don't piss on my leg and tell me that it's raining. Aaron Rodgers played like garbage. Gar- he took off three touchdowns from the board on Sunday. Come on. And I know everyone will say, oh, I'm a Rodgers hater. I'm the one who said, hey, he played better in Washington, played better in Buffalo. He's starting to turn it around. And then he completely shit the bed in Detroit. Fair is fair, man. Call a spade a spade. Get out of the excuses folder. Good Lord. I guess someone should check to see if they gave Sammy the right playbook. No doubt. Want to know this week? See, Casey's got it. Casey's there. That's right, Casey. Although, I don't know if you saw the video that Cassidy Hill put up of of, uh, Rasul Douglas at his locker. Um, I think it was Nicole Menner who actually asked the want to know each week question. But Nicole says, you know, when you've got the mindset of want to know each week. And Rasul says we've gone 0 for 1 every week for five weeks. We suck because we suck. Damn, man. I love Russell. I am, nor you're not. Oh, Trayson. That's adorable. Yes, you're right. Sammy Watkins threw the interceptions. You're so spot on. (laughs) I love it. I hate the Cowboys only slightly less than I hate the Vikings. Losing to both in the same season will plunge me into deep depression. Soder, come on now. Come on now. Draw from your wealth of history. You and I have been around. We've seen it. We know how bad it can get. And this season sucks. There's no doubt about it. But it ain't close to what we lived through in the 70s and 80s. Come on now. Buck up, little camper. A lot of ball game left. We can still rebound one game at a time. Go. There you go. There you go. That's what I'm talking about. That's good shit. Um... Mm. My cousin is here. Brian Nagler. What's up, buddy? A lot of ball game left. You tell him, bud. You tell him. You remember your uncle, my father. A lot of ball game left. Dad's mantra. Now it's my catchphrase. I love it. Uh, what else we got? Twelve apologists have no leg to stand on. Look, I look, it's never one thing, right? It's always a mix. It's a ton of stuff. There is no doubt, to Trayson's point, there is no doubt that there is a monster disconnect between the what the personnel group thought they were giving the coaching staff and the way the coaching staff and the quarterback utilized what they were given. given. That is very abundantly clear. Because all summer long, it was really apparent to anyone watching from the outside that, oh, there's a pretty big, significant shift in offensive personnel. They're going to have to change the way they approach how they play offense. 
Matt and Aaron, however, seem to think, well, we're just going to play the exact same way we've played for the last three years. Did Brian and Matt have any conversations this offseason? Like, look, you know, Aaron Rodgers struggling with these young wide receivers and guys getting injured and offensive line early in the year. That all adds into it, right? But the biggest problem on offense this season has been the disconnect between what they were given and how they're using it. That is it. And that's nothing. There's no one thing or human you can point to that you can say, well, that's it. Because it's very clear that Brian was like, this is the kind of team we're going to have. Matt and maybe a little bit of Aaron are like, "Mm, okay, well, that's great. We're just going to keep doing what we do. So somewhere there is a disconnect. I don't know if, (laughs) I don't know if uh, maybe meetings were declined. Maybe the Zoom didn't work. I don't know. But uh, to me, that's the postmortem at the halfway of the year. Now, the good thing is, is it can always turn around. You can magically come out, arrive on Sunday afternoon and see them approach things in a different way. I doubt that's going to happen, but we'll see. What else we got? What else we got? <laughs> Please, 12, no more sidearm throws on the goal line through traffic. Yeah, that's frustrating. The The killer these last couple of weeks is, you know, having big turnovers, like you get the turnover in Detroit and in Buffalo. And one was a turnover on downs, I think. And the other was a turnover from Jair this past week. And then two plays later or one play later in Buffalo, you get an interception. And, the, you know, the one down in the goal line, the one that you're talking about, the sidearm thing. I mean, if you just, you just lean into your fundamentals, you probably complete the pass. It's probably a touchdown. But this quick sidearm flick of the wrist thing, yeah, no wonder you hit a dude's helmet. It's frustrating. Very frustrating. <laughs> Luke, thanks for the super chat. Here's for a beer. Enjoy. Thank you, buddy. Really appreciate it. Very, very much appreciate it. That's a that's a really good idea. I think I'll have one. Uh, I thought the low point was Miles Teller trolling us Packers fans from Maui. I was incorrect. <laughs> Wasn't that like two years ago? I, I mean, I'm, I've forgotten that even happened. Uh, just imagining Jerry Jones being in Lambo makes me want to barf and or break things. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Jerry Jones is the devil. He's the NFL devil. Make no mistake, if he could get revenue sharing wiped off the map, he would. And he would kill the Green Bay Packers. If you if he could do it tomorrow, he would. He is very much the enemy. That's why it's always so fucking good to beat his football team. A lot of back foot throws. Yeah, Lee, I think part of that is due to the protection breakdowns early in the season. I think he's got... And this is, I talked to John Kuhn about this on the Shameless Packers podcast earlier this week. I think, you know, the yips are a real thing. And I do think he's dropping his eyes a little quick. He's a little gun shy, a little spooked by, you know, all the hits he took early in the season. We've seen that before. You know, that, that happened back in 2015. That happened, you know, the first half of 2016. Usually, though, he, he gets out of it. He kind of gets back rooted in his fundamentals and starts, you know, transferring his weight the way you should. And hopefully we see a return to that starting on Sunday. But, yeah, there have been, there have been some noticeable signs. 2018. It's looked a lot like the end of 2018, which is not great. That's got to turn around. Ryan, thanks for the super chat. 
after Whitehurst, Campbell, Wright, Dilwig, Bosco, Magic gave us hope. Yeah, he did. I'll never forget. There was the season where they played the Vikings. I believe it was yeah, the Vikings last week of the season. And they won the game. And they didn't make the playoffs. But I think it gave them a winning record. And it was it felt like we won the Super Bowl just because we had a winning record. Like, I mean, that year, I remember Magic, there was a great shot. I think it was on the cover of the Post Crescent. Not the sports cover, the cover, like A1, of Magic and Sterling Sharp, like, giving each other, like, a high five or a clasped hand thing on the, on the bench. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, here we go. We've arrived. Like, we're going to do that. Like, we're going to turn it around. And then, she, then she, you know, Magic got hurt, and then Brett comes in, and that was great. But then things turned. Took a while. Took a while with a new quarterback. But, yeah, man. Magic was great. I loved watching him. You talk about the litany of bad quarterback play we had to see to get to him. It was so much fun. Uh, People were saying the exact same shit during and after 2018 washed. Well, I mean, he didn't look great in 2018. Not like he was playing well. You know? That's uh, part of the gig. You play like shit. People say, hey, that guy's playing like shit. I don't know. I really hope Aaron sees this, buddy. You get really defensive when people point out that he's not playing well. And he's not, by the way. It's okay. It's all right to admit it. It's great when he's playing well. We all get very excited. We all cheer him on. When he doesn't play well, we say so. That's okay. It's all right. It's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever happened to Rogers hating Goot, saying he'd never play for him before 2021 was all that false. Well, now remember that was all reporting, and Rogers has never said so publicly. Although I will say, what's fascinating to me is Rogers talking about all the leaks being false and he didn't authorize them. Blah blah blah. But I do know that the texts that Bob McGinn reported about are real because I've seen them where he's calling Aaron Rodgers, Jerry Krause, or sorry, he's calling Brian Gutekunst, Jerry Krause. That's legit. So, but all the, like, I'll never play for Brian again. I want him fired and all that stuff. I, I've never, ever, 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 ever seen him confirm that or heard that he's confirmed that that's all been kind of out in the ether, so to speak. But, you know, there's never been any real confirmation of any of that. So, you know, I do find it fascinating, though, that Aaron wanted to be more involved, more part of the conversation when it came to personnel, and then doesn't know that the trade deadline means that the trade deadline is over? Like, what was that on McAfee or two days ago? What? There's a way to trade after the trade deadline. Yeah, buddy, just just stick to throwing the football. Like, what? That's hilarious. Jesse, thanks for the super chat. Will you be in Green Bay for the Vikings game? Would love to grab a beer. Jesse, I will not. I will be in town for the Rams game. Uh, December 18th. By the way, those of you who are Carry the G members or Patreon members, don't forget we have our 2022 Patreon meetup the day before. That's Sunday. They're in Titletown. So make sure you check the Patreon page for that information. Um, But no, I will not be in town for the Vikings game, unfortunately. 
Are we sure Jordy Nelson doesn't want to come back and play for us again? Steven, I, 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 you know, I'd welcome it, but I think that ship has sailed a little bit. It's a fucking trade deadline, bro. <laughs> I don't know, man. I was, that was so bizarre. And the thing is, is I don't even know, like, is that a thing in other, is that a Major League Baseball thing? Is that an NBA thing? I, I have no, I've never heard of that before. So, yeah, I don't know. And, of course, no one, I, I watched the interview last night. I don't think anybody asked him about it at his locker yesterday. So, yeah, I have no idea. All right, buddy, I'm going to have to get going. I can't thank you enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on this video. Subscribe to the channel. And then tell your friends and tell your family, Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great day. Go Pack Go.